Hi, welcome back to Tell Me About Your Job, the show where we learn the ins and outs of different professions straight from the professionals themselves. If you've ever wondered what different jobs are actually like, then you're in great company. Whether you're looking for a career change or just figuring out a college major, then this is the show for you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Josh Nasser. Today I'm joined by Danny Choate, who is a construction administrator with Bacchus Payne Architecture in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. How are you tonight, Danny? I'm good, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. You bet. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. We're just going to jump right into it. Tell me about your job, Danny. So I am a construction administrator for an architectural firm and Basically, uh, in a nutshell, it is administering the construction contract between the owner and the contractor and making sure that the contractor is completing the project per the documents and specifications, documents being the construction drawings, and then the specifications being booklets that have information about all the different materials that are used to build the project. Just making sure that if they're using the right materials, they have to uh, submit submittals is what they're called, and it's documentation on every specification section that uh, runs the gamut for construction from concrete and the mixed design that they use, which is the, the amount of concrete and different materials that are specified, which is identified by different things in the specifications, as well as the structural engineers also identify what that is, all the way up to things like the, the window shades, roller shades, um, mirrors and toilet accessories, those kinds of things. So. That's just a matter of making sure that they are submitting everything that's specified in that booklet and confirming that it's accurate and then approving that back to them. And then they proceed to procure those items and then oversee the construction and installation of those items. Okay, cool. Now, is this specifically residential or commercial or a mixture of both? So our firm does both uh, commercial and high-end residential. My purview is uh, specifically for commercial construction, and it could run anything from a um, small strip center where multiple tenants are going to go into, so a multi-tenant building, to large corporate headquarters, to banks. We do a lot of banking facilities, churches. We do quite a few church uh, new builds and remodels. So uh, but my, my main focus is on the commercial projects. Now, how long have you been doing this? So I've been with Bacchus Payne since uh, August of 2008, so this year will be 12 years. I've had a relationship with the company for about um, almost 20 years. A previous occupation that I had, uh, I was their client, and the firm uh, designed and built some facilities for one of my previous employers. And so fast forward to 2008, they contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in going, in going to work for them. And so I did. What made you think you wanted to get into this general industry of architecture and construction? Well, I've been a part of it pretty much my whole life. Uh, I had my dad and, and several of his brothers were all in the construction business in different forms, different trades. Mm -hmm. So I've been around it my whole life. I've heard it told by different people that sometimes we wind up in our career occupation by accident. Yeah. And so in a previous uh, employment, I had the opportunity to uh, move into a facility manager, construction manager role and was fortunate enough to be mentored kind of up the ladder in that position. So I did that for about 14 years, uh, went and did a couple of other things as a, as a contract manager. 
and then, like I said, came to Bacchus Payne in 2008. So I've always been a part of the, that industry um, and just have been fortunate enough to kind of work my way up and, and learn as I go and uh, hopefully do good work. Yeah, for sure. So as a construction administrator, um, what does kind of an average day look like for you on the job? So it can be varied uh, quite a bit sometimes. Um, generally, uh, and this depends on the uh, number of projects I might have going at one time that I'm overseeing, but uh, on a typical day, percentage of time split between the office and the field is probably 60-40, 60 in the field, 40 in the office. Okay. That can swing back and forth again, depending on that workload and number of projects. So typical day, um, I don't have a site visit first thing in the morning at a, at a construction site, then I'd go to the office and kind of see what's been coming across the email, do some administrative type work. As I mentioned earlier, the, the submittal process, um, when the, there's multiple projects going on, especially at the front end of those projects, that's when the submittals are, are sent in. And so if I've got several projects kind of in that beginning phase of construction, then I'll focus primarily my time on those. Uh, that and just other communication between the owner and the contractor and our office and our consultants, our consultants being mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineers, civil engineers, and structural engineers. They put together those specific pieces that they're responsible for. Generally, you know, there'd be time in the office in the morning and then um, most times it'll be in the field in the afternoon. Again, just depending on what those projects, what phases they're in. Oftentimes also in the office, it might be uh, coordinating with the architect that has put together the drawings for the project um, in clarifying questions that the contractor might have, verifying different things, uh, types of material, locations of different construction items, clarification on dimensions, any items that might need to be coordinated. So that, that happens as part of that process as well. So what kind of interests you about the field and what is your favorite thing about it? So my uh, longtime mantra has been that I like to see a project come from bare dirt and come out of the ground to final completion and knowing that we took basically nothing to something. Mm -hmm. And then the further of that is to uh, either try to meet or exceed the client's expectations um, and know at the end of the project that they're um, very, very satisfied with, with the end product. So that's something I really enjoy. That's, that's really what drives me the most and why I like this career so well. Yeah, I think that's a really cool thing that you, you definitely don't get in a lot of jobs is seeing something go all the way from zero to 100, right? And in your case, especially bare dirt, like you said, to who knows what. Absolutely. That's really cool. So on the flip side, what's maybe one of the hardest things about your job? It doesn't happen often, but probably the least favorite job is some of the confrontations that might occur if there's disagreements between the contractor and the client or the contractor in our office. Those confrontations sometimes aren't fun. They're always respectful. I've never had an occasion where they weren't respectful, but that's probably the least favorite part of the job is having to address those kinds of confrontations. As will happen sometimes, there are occasions where both parties really dig their heels in and, and want to mm -hmm. be right. But that's kind of the beauty of this particular career in administering a contract is that the construction documents or drawings and the specifications and the contract itself, those are the specific things that I get to point to if there's some kind of contention, disagreement, discrepancy. And I can point to those things specifically and say, 
this is what this shows in the drawings, or this is what this shows in the specifications, or this is the language of the contract that you're obligated to, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that resolves it. They might not like that answer, <laughs> but that typically resolves it. And there are occasions where, you know, as much as we would like to be perfect in our firm, sometimes we miss things. Um, we're all human beings. If those occasions do happen and we've missed something, then uh, we always step up and say, hey, it's it's our mistake and have a conversation with the client. And, you know, if it's something that's going to cause additional cost or time, then we certainly try to visit with the client about how we can do our part to take care of that, either financially or time spent, those kinds of things. Sometimes they say, you know what, things happen. We're just going to sign what's called a change order that is a change in the scope of work, which also increases the cost of the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just we get it done and go on down the road. Sometimes they do ask us to participate in those costs, and we do. Thankfully, those are the uh, exceptions and not the rule. <laughs> but that's the way that it typically goes. And uh, again, that's one of the reasons... I really enjoy the firm I work for because everybody's uh, top-notch stand-up people and are uh, quick to say, hey, it's our mistake. We're going to take care of it. I think that's huge. Um, whether you're dealing with a client or even a coworker, being able to own up to your own mistakes and work together to figure out the best path forward, I feel like that's something you don't necessarily hear talked about, but I think is maybe one of the most important things, especially when dealing with conflict or dealing with those harder times. Of that and it just helps with the synergy as a team to know that we're all human and if we can step up and say hey it's my mistake i'm going to try to learn from it not let it happen again i think it just energizes everybody to say hey we know we've got competent caring teammates that are willing to do their part and do it whatever it takes to get it done and take care of the client yeah and i think it also gives you the freedom to not necessarily take risks, but make those hard steps forward, knowing that, you know, your team around you is going to support you and that nobody's going to be pointing fingers and that it's a, you know, it's safe to be able to say, hey, I messed up, let's fix this and not have blame thrown against you, but rather just support and yeah, that teamwork to really solve the issue. Absolutely. It's a good thing. Yeah. What surprised you about your job? Like what is something that's part of your duties or, or that you find yourself doing that you maybe didn't expect at the beginning? Again, the, the firm that I work for is very, very well versed in seeking everyone's input. And so we do a lot of collaboration, which is awesome. And so one thing that surprised me early on is getting pulled into early design meetings Mm-hmm. Uh, and conceptual meetings and people asking my opinion about well, what do you think about this particular construction style or this particular finished material or this exterior you know brick or cast stone, you know whatever those materials might be so that surprised me that they valued my opinion even though i'm not an architect mm-hmm. as part of the team and so that was really cool and since then we uh, there's been multiple times for different projects where they'll do what's called a design charrette. And it's kind of just a think tank, if you will, of people getting in a room and trying to understand what the client's needs are and the requirements and put together a, kind of a 30,000 foot view of what this project might be. And then starting to really dig down in the layers after that kind of that base models put together. So those things are fun to sit in on. And again, uh, I enjoy being asked to uh, participate in those. As I've gone along in my career with Bacchus Payne, and this hasn't surprised me as much as it's been able to be a learning tool for me is obviously uh, we use a lot of electronic drafting. AutoCAD is Mm -hmm. the program. 
And I've had the opportunity to, along the way, learn AutoCAD. And there are many occasions, in fact, uh, just today, using AutoCAD to make some revisions to drawings that answer questions that the contractor has in the field. Mm-hmm. And so those drawings, I was able to revise those and note what changed and then send that as an answer to the contractor. So that's been uh, not necessarily, again, a surprise, but kind of a, a benefit of being able to uh, learn along the way. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Being able to kind of get outside the immediate bubble of your position and dip your toes in those other aspects of the company. Yeah, it's been great. That's cool. So to get where you are now, what type of education do you actually need or do you have? Many uh, colleges and universities offer a construction management degree. Mm. uh, And that's typically what you'd find a construction administrator would more than likely have a construction management degree. And you can go a couple of different ways with that. A lot of construction managers go to work for general contracting firms or construction management firms Uh with that CM degree is what it's called. But some do go into the architectural side uh, and do what I do, which is construction administration. So that's typically what you would see somebody have. I've been very fortunate. I do not have a college degree. Okay. um, But I've learned along the way. And again, like I said, early in my career at a different place of employment, I was afforded the opportunity to learn and have some really great mentors that taught me. And so I've just been able to kind of learn along the way and get those things under my belt with just practical field experience and Mm -hmm. uh, kind of get to where I'm at today with Bacchus Payne as a construction administrator. Okay, cool. And I think that kind of speaks volumes to the importance of any kind of experience that you can get, right? I know maybe in the day we're in, it's harder to get those positions without the degree, but it still shows the importance of the experience because the degree is not going to teach you everything that you're going to actually be learning in the field anyways. Absolutely. That's prevalent across all spectrums of careers. I think that it's very important to have an education and um, that that degree means something. But just like you said, and I'm just kind of echoing what you said, is that the practical experience that you gain when your feet hit the ground and you're faced with those challenges, adversities, victories, those things, it's just things that help you learn along the way, grow. And at some point, for some people, they say, you know what, Um, maybe this isn't for me. And they go try to do something else. Or they say... I love this. This is what I live for. And this is what I want to do forever. Anyway, it's just been, it's been very rewarding and I'm just thankful and, and very, uh, very blessed and humbled that I've had people along the way take a chance on me and, and uh, be willing to, to teach me and train me up and get me where I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Going back to what you just said about, you know, realizing either this is something that I love or, you know, this just really isn't for me. What are maybe some qualities that someone could look for in themselves before pursuing this field that would be kind of a litmus test of this is a good direction for me. One thing that I've found, again, this is kind of across all the career spectrums, is communication is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, being a good communicator uh, is, is an important point, and a communicator that can succinctly get information communicated in an accurate manner, that's important. Uh, being a people person, this job, I constantly deal with, again, the client, the contractor, the subcontractors, people in our office, consultants. So it's a lot of telephone calls, uh, email communications, those kinds of things. And uh, given our current environment, uh, we're doing a lot of those video calls and, and those <laughs> kinds of things. So it's just important that uh, you can communicate properly to folks and in a way that doesn't wear people out, but get your point across and, and communicates the information that needs to be communicated in an accurate manner. 
I think being flexible, knowing that things change rapidly, mm-hmm. being agile enough to, to move with those changes and readjust focus, all the while keeping in mind and knowing what the end goal is and what's important. And so for our part of the world, it's to make sure that we don't lose sight of that client's expectation and what they're trying to accomplish and us doing what we need to do to help them accomplish that. Honestly, I think a lot of those things are important in almost any job. So thanks for uh, enumerating that because those are, I mean, huge. What is kind of the the work-life balance someone can expect in the architecture construction field? I mean, it's on average a 40, 45 hour a week career. There are times that it does require you to maybe work a little longer than that. Or in a specific day, maybe you have some deadlines that you have to meet. So uh, it might not just be eight to five. Yeah, Uh, maybe eight to whenever you get finished and hit that deadline. But it's typically a pretty good balance between work and and home life and personal life. Thankfully, again, I I get to put in my eight or so hours a day and have evenings and weekends off to spend time with the family and and do things together with them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a it's a pretty healthy balance, I think. That's great. From where you are now, is there kind of a clear next step, a clear trajectory for the construction administration field? I'm pretty much at the top of what you could get to. I guess the only next step would be if our firm continues to grow and they were to hire maybe some younger construction administrators that might need some supervision, mm-hmm. training, mentoring, that kind of thing. That that would probably be the next step. Um, beyond that, uh, it's pretty much I'm pretty much topped out, and I'm okay with that. That's yeah. good. That's where I want to be. You know, I mentioned earlier that a lot of folks today in either construction administration on the architectural side or construction management on the contractor side, on the contractor side, those folks could move up to higher positions in their general contracting company to uh, program managers and different types of uh, executive positions within their company that might oversee specific aspects of their company, such as estimating or job procurement, marketing, uh, those kinds of things. So yeah. On that side, you could certainly move up. But for me and where I'm at with architectural firm, it's pretty much at the top of it. Okay, cool. It is kind of cool, though, that it potentially, as you grow, gives you the chance to pour into those younger folks and those with less experience. Because I think that's another thing, you know, coupled with the experience is finding somebody in your field that you can kind of have as a mentor um, or someone to kind of lead you along and, and guide you forward. Sure. And not to sound cliched or or, uh, cheesy, but like I mentioned earlier, I had some people take chances on me and mentor me. So I feel like it's my obligation to pay it forward, if you will, Mm -hmm. and to either younger folks that might be coming up in the construction administration side or even some of our uh, younger intern architects at our office uh, and some of the other folks there that, again, might not have that long-term experience yet. Just trying to impart some of that to them to tell them what the pitfalls are to watch for and they might try to verify and, and confirm as they're moving through a project and getting it ready to go out to the field. Yeah, that's awesome. Because not only does it actually help them personally grow, but it also helps, you know, the company as a whole. It lifts up everybody. Absolutely. Okay, so something that a lot of people listening to the show are probably interested in, especially if they're looking to actually pursue a career in this field is, you know, how much money can you actually make doing this? Someone that has completed their college degree, say again, in construction management and coming new into the field, I believe that they could probably expect to start out somewhere in the upper $50,000 range. Mm -hmm. 
And then again, as they grow in their career and gain more experience, you know, that could go up to and a little over probably a hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, it's a decent range of salary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully, I'm I'm kind of right somewhere in between those two numbers. <laughs> um, but the other part of, uh, especially for our firm, um, and I think a lot of firms probably this is true for them, is you know, there's there's obviously more things to compensation than just the salary. Mm-hmm, uh, we have sure. a lot of really nice perks. Um, they value their employees and, and they do some uh, bonusing, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other perks. You know, they have season tickets to the Thunder Games and we all get to participate and, and pick different games we get to go to. So and get tickets for that. Uh, lots of different civic and community events that we're involved with that will be approached by our principals and they'll say, hey, we've got... Uh, we got a table at uh, Habitat for Humanity's dinner. Would you like to go and attend that dinner and be a representative for our company? So mm-hmm. just different things like that. Um, a lot of other organizations that companies involved with that uh, have lots of different fun events. Uh, for example, this year, the American Institute of Architects annually here in Oklahoma City, they do a uh, sporting clay shooting event. Oh, wow. And so I had the opportunity to go do that. So just different fun things like that. There are lots of other perks and, and compensations in addition to the salary. And it definitely sounds like whether you're starting out or you're, you know, closer to the top, you know, that's definitely a good amount of money and a, a comfortable spot to be in for sure. So thanks for sharing that. You bet. If you were talking to a high schooler or a college student or, you know, somebody younger who is thinking they want to maybe pursue this field, what are maybe some words of advice or next steps that you would tell them to get them started down that path? You know, certainly to just think about what drives them. If they truly like the the architecture and the idea of putting things together and making something out of nothing, Mm -hmm. if they enjoy that or if that intrigues them, then look for those kinds of things. Um, Obviously, the basic things would be to, you know, know that you're going to have to take a lot of math, a lot of process management. That's another facet of this career field is a lot of managing processes through the construction process. So, you know, being able to, again, connect the dots, if you will, in how processes work, that's important for people to kind of think about, are they able to do that? Something else that I find helpful for me, and I've heard it said by Uh, lots of different folks that do what I do and the architects and some of the other folks is you have to be able to see the finished product and then kind of deconstruct it back to, okay, this is starting point one and then moving on to again, finished product. So kind of being able to visualize those things, I think are important for people to decide if they can do that or not. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few things that uh, I think someone who might be looking to move in this direction might think about. Okay, cool. Now we're about done. Are there any last words of wisdom you'd like to share or just any parting advice? For a long, long time, uh, one of my philosophies, if you will, I like to have fun and get it done. And so I want to keep things light, uh, lighthearted, try not to get too uh, tense about things. I find that uh, if we can keep it lighthearted and fun, people are energized and they tend to be more productive and more willing to get things done that you need them to get done. So that's kind of been my philosophy for for many years now. I think that's so awesome. And I think that can serve you in any field you want to go in or really just any part of life, right? Keep it fun and get it done. I like that. That's right. Danny, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's been a great time talking to you and learning about what it is that you do. Josh, thanks for having me. And uh, it's a a very humbling experience to be on your show. And uh, I wish you uh, much, much success. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. 
Thanks so much for checking out today's episode. If you liked it, be sure to scroll back and check out any of our older episodes that you might have missed, or hop over to social media and share this one with your friends. We love all the support that we get from you guys. And as always, catch you guys later.